Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Joelle. Today we are joined by Drew Ladochi, owner of Pearl Vision in Andersonville, where your eye health and wellness is their primary focus. Drew has been in the optical world for nearly 10 years and is passionate about helping people improve their quality of life. You can visit Drew at Pearl Vision for eye exams, prescription eyeglasses, sunglasses, contacts, and more at 4814 North Clark. Welcome, Drew. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? We're good. Um, definitely feeling the summer heat, but it's yes. nice and cool here in Studio C. Um, so we kind of like to start each episode by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Um, I came into optical, oddly enough, through um, getting recruited by where a boyfriend worked before. And I didn't ever actually have an eye exam before or needed glasses. So it was a foreign world to me. I went in for the interview and the lady was like, I have to have you. So I joined into the optical world and I learned that I fell in love with it. Um, I really enjoyed helping people each day kind of be able to see the world, um, improve their quality of life. And coming up on 10 years, I finally had the opportunity to open my own franchise with my cousin-in-law. So we're really excited. This is our first store. Um, also excited that it's in the neighborhood I've lived in since 2012. So I can walk to work, which is always a plus. I don't have to deal with the Chicago traffic. Always a, an advantage for sure. Um, and are you originally from Chicago or where did you grow up? I am originally from, and most people would say Detroit area in Michigan, which ends up being, um, I was on the east side in Algonac, very small town. I actually could see Canada across the river from me um, and we would see freighters going by. So that was the normal I grew up with. And you're wearing glasses now. So do you now need a prescription? I have the very mild prescription and if i'm staring for a long time and trying to read something my eyes will get tired but these also have that new blue light filter so i just like having them on when i'm indoors outdoors but sunglasses i love and what does the blue light filter do the blue light filter helps to reduce the eye strain from the brighter lights of the color spectrum which would be blue it makes it easier for your eyes and actually doesn't disrupt your sleep patterns as much because we're always staring at digital devices every day. Um, so I see value in that. I, it hasn't been proven technically that there's a medical need for them, but they do um, so far help you for just your own comfort of everyday life. Were you exploring a different field at all before you came into eye care? I actually worked at Express for retail clothing um, for men and women, and I worked there seven years. We would have, um, oh my gosh, it would be those Black Fridays that were terrible, and I would have to hire 60 people in one month, train them, and get them ready to help people from a 5 a.m. to like 11 p.m. day, um, and just filling tables, folding clothes. So going into optical, well, Express, I had a staff of 120 at some times. Um, when we went to, um, when I went to optical, it was only three people worked in the store. So it was totally different. I knew everyone's birthday. I knew their hobbies. <laughs> I knew exactly what schedules they wanted. David Oaks of our office and myself always joke, um, you know, around Midsummer Fest time because we fold a lot of t-shirts and we always wish we would have snagged one of our 
folding boards from oh, from yeah. our retail jobs. Where so. where were your retail jobs, Laura? Well, I was at Ab- Dave and I were both at Abercrombie, <laughs> not at the same Abercrombie, and probably not at the same time. But yeah, we- I was at um, Dillard's in the children's section. So not a lot a to fold there, I though. Remember I remember the folding yeah. boards, mm-hmm. and it was like way back when you had to try and hide in the corner to fold so the customers <laughs> didn't see you. And then it got to the point of like, we can't afford payroll. Like you have to fold in front of everyone and process shipment on the sales floor. And I was like, this is totally different. You opened Pearl Vision in Andersonville this past year, as you mentioned. Can you tell us a little bit more about the business and the process of opening in that space? Uh, how did you settle on the space at Clark and Lawrence? I, from the beginning, really wanted to be in Chicago, um, and I wanted my neighborhood, but when I first started looking, it sounded like I couldn't be in the area because of being too close to other franchises. So I looked elsewhere, but then um, that fell through. So I was really happy because they already did the research and figured out I could be here, and I was like, absolutely, let's go for it. My friends that helped me learn about Andersonville that actually live in the building that the store is in is where I ended up opening, and that's why I decided that one. I I know it had been vacant for a while, so I'm happy to fill the space, and I'm hoping we get another tenant nearby. Um, And then with Pearl Vision, I chose to go with them to further my career because I hold the same values as Dr. Stanley Pearl, Um, starting all the way back 1961. He believed in having like a neighborhood eye care center um, that we were there for the patients, we're there to give great care um, and not just just focus on the selling, but making sure that we're um, giving people their options, educated choices, and then they can make the decision um, and also having a great selection of frames. So I talked with a lady who also owned a Pearl Vision while I was on a charity trip in Vietnam. And she was so in love with the company, she really sold me on it. And when I discussed with my family member, um, my cousin-in-law, Eric, we decided to go ahead and pursue this. And um, with that location too, for those listening that aren't quite familiar near Clark and Lawrence, you have a good contingent of businesses that are coming and mm-hmm. um, sprouting up right there. You have um, Aura, Oral Surgery, Studio Us is right there. The Guest House Hotel is close, Redmond's Coffee. Do you feel like you've gotten to know some of your neighboring local businesses? Yeah, I, I definitely have been going around and I chit chat with them on occasion. Um, I forget the lady's name who runs Studio Us, but I know Rachel. her. <laughs> yeah, Rachel's dog's name is Gatsby, which I think is very entertaining. And I always leave the treats out. So I'm always like, get him a treat. <laughs> um, and then Rick over at the guest house, um, I talked with him a couple times because whenever my family comes to visit, even if they're, my cousin has to work downtown, she stays actually up here because she likes the um, hotel a lot better and she gets a lot more and it's not as much money as being downtown. Um, so I try to push for even like the Pearl Vision corporate, like when they come to visit, I'm like, stay at the guest house. <laughs> Well, you mentioned a few things about the founder, Stanley Pearl, but what sets kind of Pearl Vision apart from other eye care clinics? It's it's a tough um, market right now. It's very competitive. You can buy glasses online for like nothing. You can also go somewhere and pay a ton of money. And it's kind of 
whatever you choose to do um, is up to you as the consumer. I uh, see that Pearl Vision goes after the great care component. So we're trying to make sure that you understand and you're educated. We're not over-the-top prices, but we do have access to the, the latest technology, so the nicest lenses you can get at a reasonable cost. Um, and we have great assortment of frames that range from like $100 up to like 460 So you can pick what you want to do um, for your styling and then uh, putting in the right lenses so that you can see the best, um, but also that follow-up component. Um, we tend to make sure, and I'm certain probably my patients can vouch for this, we call them five days after they get their glasses to make sure they work. Because the thing I hate is when I hear that my friends bought glasses and they just like put them in a drawer and never used them again. I'm like, no, just come back and see me. I'm not offended. <laughs> I'm like, I want you to see your best. And if you're not, that's a problem. We didn't, we didn't deliver. So you should come back. And walk us through a typical visit for someone at Pearl Vision. Um, when you come in, um, whoever's up front or where we're at in the store, we're going to greet you. We're going to walk you through the process. If you're getting an eye exam, it's all electronic, so you have access to your records online if you wanted. Um, so it's very convenient. Um, and then if you're just looking for classes, we'll kind of guide you through the store as to where things are at. We also have a lab on site, so if the lenses are in stock, you can have them within the hour. Um, most things come in within a week. So if you're looking for a fast turnaround, we can get it. Um, and I have had a lot of experience cutting lenses down, not to go off on a sidebar, but my experience, I went to Mexico the one time for a charity clinic and we saw 4,500 patients in a week. Um, and so I just sat there making glasses all week long. I still got to interact with people, which is always the fun part. And you get some tears in your eyes. Um, I learned what Estes was because <laughs> the lady was pointing at the glasses and saying it. Um, but then back to my store. Um, so when you get when you get your frame or if you already have the prescription, we'll kind of give you an idea of that pricing so that you can shop with your budget in mind. Um, sometimes people don't always know what that lens is going to cost. So they're going to shy away from getting the nicer frame, but if they realize what kind of benefits they have or discounts they're going to get, then they can find something they'll be happy with. Andrew, you've done several charity trips. I know you've started to touch on that a little bit with an organization called OneSight. Can you tell us more about this organization and your experience with them as a volunteer? Yeah, so I, my first one, I did a local one here. It was on the south side. They did um, Chicago. And that was just the start of like this new thing that I fell in love with. Um, and then I got picked. Um, you can volunteer. You sign up, and there's a list of volunteers, but only few get chosen um, based off whatever paper you write or whoever's nominating you. Um, I ended up going to Atlanta um, when I my first year of working with um, lens crafters, actually, and that one was really a turning point that made me realize that I love this field and um, very passionate about it. It's a very emotional week because it was a whole week of being immersed in helping people that don't have a means to get that every day. Um, and then I was fortunate enough, I was chosen to go to Vietnam where I met um, Jennifer Sullivan, who is another owner 
that I always kept in touch with throughout this whole process. And she didn't realize I was thinking about doing this. Um, and she told me afterwards, she's like, huh, you should have told me. We would have just opened a store together. She's like, I like you. <laughs> so that that was fun. Um, but the most recent one I did was Mexico, which I just said. Um, and that was 4,600 people, and I was exhausted. Oh, and like people think it's a vacation. It is not. You are in the middle of mostly nowhere. Um, and it's not a touristy area. Um, there was a tarantula came crawling into the breakfast area and I hate spiders. So I completely ran out of there. Um, and when I was there on Wednesday, we saw 1400 people, I think in one day, um, that one was the day that they came to me and they were like, Drew, what do you need? Because I was working in the lab and I was like, I just need carbs. Just bring me carbs and I'll keep going. And what exactly were you working on? Um, so it's, you get the lenses and um, I would help teach some of the team there. I wasn't in, I wasn't the lead, but I love teaching people new things. So I taught them how to make the glasses. I was following up with them, but making sure that we could turn them out as quickly as possible and correct. Um the people who come to the clinics, for example, in Mexico, one person walked six hours to get there. There was people who drove three hours and you're just like, oh my gosh, I've got a 20 minute walk to work and I can get glasses. And these people, they don't have the access. And the craziest thing is they need glasses for distance, but because they're over the age of 40 and they need like the reading glasses, which some people can relate to, um, they just said, I want the glasses to read so I can work, so I can make money. Um, and it was a lot of like the stitching, like where they do the um, embroidery on like the different fabrics that they're trying to sell. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, this this is different because it wasn't school kids. Um, usually in the US, we see only like the school kids. Um, and so interacting with them kind of gives you another reality of life. <laughs> And what did the outreach look like there? Um, like, how did how did they learn about the service? I imagine if you have to walk six hours, how are they receiving that information? Uh, we usually partner with the different organizations in the area, and they um, help promote it. I think on the radio they've done, and I'm not 100%. Um, and I forget the name of the last one we worked with, but it started with a V. <laughs> I have a shirt. <laughs> That's wonderful. Well, speaking of kind of, I guess, coaching, we can mm -hmm. get into a hobby of yours. And that's you coach and play in several LGBT sports leagues. Uh, what sports do you play? And tell us more about what it means to stay connected to people and the importance of relationships. So oh, this is a fun one, because I've done a, I've done a lot. <laughs> I've done bocce, bowling, um, softball, indoor volleyball, outdoor volleyball, dodgeball, kickball. I don't know if I repeated. Um, but I have through the years discovered, and I, di I didn't really play sports growing up. Um, I wasn't very comfortable. And so when I saw one of my friends playing um, softball and it was all LGBT, I was like, I can do this. My brother was a hockey star or whatever. I, I can keep up with that. 
So I jumped in and my first team, I was scared that I wasn't going to be able to get on a team. So I put my own together, <laughs> which was very entertaining. Um, we were not the best, but we had a lot of fun. And I tried to keep that component in any of the teams I put together. Um, and it was really my one friend looked at me and he's like, Drew, you've managed people and you have like build teams at the store. You can put a team together. And I... I just kind of that stuck in my head and I was like, okay. So then usually whenever I join the sport, I'm like, I'll run it. And I'm like, it's, it's not hard for me, but I always try to respect that people don't have the same skill level. Um, and that we're all there to have a good time. And the one rule on every team I have is you're not allowed to yell at anyone, including the ump or referee, or I will bench you. I do not care. We are not here to be mean. We're here to have fun. <laughs> Is there a favorite of the teams or a favorite um, sport? I really like dodgeball. I, <laughs> I hate to say that one. And I, I, it, there's so many things that like, it's just funny. Like you just, these grown people that um, are just throwing these foam balls at each other and it's like, it hits them and they're like jumping out of the way like crazy. And you're like, oh my gosh, like this is intense. I had one time I like almost did the splits to get out of the way and I actually like dodged one and I just got up and was laughing so hard. I ended up getting hit again, <laughs> but <laughs> so are dodgeballs now foam because in elementary school or whenever we played, they were like the, you know, like the rubber dodgeballs. Yeah. And they were much harder. Now? I think that they're, they, they, they don't inflict they as much injury <laughs> as they used to. Yeah. The, the ones we have for the CMSA league, which is Chicago Metropolitan Sports Association, um, they use uh, more of a foam one, and they still haul those. Like I, I can throw one. Like don't, don't doubt me. But <laughs> um, if you, if you actually have that rubber one, it hurts. So yeah, they got away. I think from that's that. why I hated that yeah. game more than anything. Um, is that the team that you had the blue wigs for, or which oh, which team? Oh, I read a little wigs. bit that you had a, had some blue so wigs that, in storage. For so that's my softball team, um, and I one day was like, let's add a new component to this. And we were like, we were going, I think, oh my God, Minneapolis for a softball tournament. My team tends to travel. And I said, let's wear blue wigs to the registration party. Like how funny would that be? Um, Cause like people like see it, they'll recognize our team cause our team color is blue. Um, and it was, it kind of took off and it took off to the point that I was in St. Louis one time, probably two years back. And I wasn't even with my team and three people approached me and asked where my blue wig was at the <laughs> registration party. And I was like, okay, needless to say, we've won several spirit awards. We don't always win, but we go and we have a good time. Um, and the one that becomes most entertaining at these fields is we end up becoming the children's favorite because we usually have like bubble machines or like the hoppers that you can like bounce around on or we bring chalk to like write like inspirational messages for the other team. Yeah, I played on a softball league for a while, but like I find that other teams take it super seriously and they're kind of scary out there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That is what we try to avoid doing. Um, and the one that we kind of laughed we won a couple tournaments but we were like oh we're like we think everyone doubted us because we showed up in wigs and then like we came to play and we we're like okay we got this and then 
before it's too late, like we have a bunch of points and then they figured it out. Now, now we don't win as often, but (laughs) (laughs) I think they all know. (laughs) So don't be fooled by the way. Oh no, no. So Drew, is there a characteristic or quality that you feel is essential to success and what does success mean to you? We usually ask this question of folks when, if they were speaking to a younger entrepreneurial spirit who would like to kind of venture down this road. Right. Like that what, helps what frame ad, it a bit. What advice would you give? Mm-hmm. I would say it's all about the people, um, from the people you put on your team to the people that come in your store and how you treat them. Um, my mother always said, um, you got to watch how you treat others. Um, cause that's, that's really what you're going to get in life is how you treat others. It's what they're going to treat you back. Um, so I try to be as friendly as possible. Um, and it, it's genuine. It's not, I'm not faking. <laughs> um, but I will always give kindness to people that show me kindness. Um, and my staff actually is, um, Dr. Weeks and Lizette who, they, when I started to mention I was doing this, I had worked with them prior and they wanted to join and they were like, oh, absolutely. And even through all the delays, they were ready to come join us um, for opening day. So I was really happy and appreciative of that. All right. Well, now we've reached the point in our show when we ask our guests which Andersonville business they would like to trade places with for a day and why. I had to think about this one for a while, and I knew it was coming because I've listened it's, to several It's not of like the it's podcasts. on every episode, right? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I actually would trade places with Strange Cargo. Um, I have to order so many custom jerseys, and that is something that I considered um, maybe pursuing as an entrepreneur um, to try and start a business like that, and I respect it. Um, I'm surprised by how fast they can turn things around for me, but it always looks great, great quality. Um, And it's a very entertaining store to go around and just look. At all of the already made designs. Oh my gosh, yes. And my favorite thing I discovered was they had glitter print. So you can get custom Mm -hmm. glitter print. Yeah. And it is. The glitter vinyl. It's rocking our worlds these days. Yep. I haven't tried anything with that, but we definitely have tried the gold. Uh, not glitter, but the shimmer gold yeah, vinyl. Yeah, it's like a metallic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. David has an Andersonville shirt now that. Our softball the... jerseys are glitter. Okay. <laughs> and <Do> volleyball. You... <laughs> so do you maybe have... for sidewalk sale? Oh, and my beach this volleyball. Be... We have. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> do you have a number? Like, do you have one like a number on your jerseys that you? Um. Yeah. Well, lately I just put twenty six. It's my birthday. Used to be three, but <laughs> I just. Mm-hmm. kept Changing switching around mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i'm like they don't they don't matter as much to me other people pick like their professional athlete that they like and i'm like it's just me i'm here like everybody picks number 23 or something like I that i don't know <laughs> well thank you drew for joining us today and thank you for listening to always andersonville the podcast for more information about pearl vision please visit bit.ly that's b-i-t dot l-y backslash Pearl Vision Andersonville. Show notes on today's episode can be found at andersonville.org. Always Andersonville, the podcast is produced by the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. Find episodes streaming weekly on iTunes and Podbean with show notes available at andersonville.org. This episode is brought to you by new locally owned and operated Pearl Vision on Clark and Lawrence. 
Schedule an eye exam today with their qualified team to ensure you're seeing your best and shop their large assortment of designer frames. Get started by visiting their website short link at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y backslash Pearl Vision Andersonville or call 773-897-0800.